0: When the government was elected, um, they came in with a promise that they would do something about uh, the issue of fracking and the community concerns. So they promised us a moratorium, which they put in place, and a a scientific inquiry. Now, that scientific inquiry um, wasn't exactly uh, what we would see as independent. It lacked a climate scientist. It lacked any medical um, doctor. So it, it had issues from the start, including that it also, uh, you know, we, there was no public input into the terms of reference. So it was kind of hampered from the start and it had very a very low budget. In November last year, the government came out with a, a statement that they would OK fracking um, across two, 2% of, of the state, as they, they so um, boldly put it. Uh, we quickly translated that to mean it was 5 million hectares. But they did say that they would restrict fracking to this area. Uh, about 10 days ago, they released an implementation plan. This is seven months later. They, implement, they released this plan uh, very quietly on late on a Friday afternoon, hoping that no one would see it or no one would notice or it would be old news. Now, that implementation plan that has taken seven months to put together is a series, a little more than a series of dot points on 20 action plans, a roadmap for fracking. Contained in the detail, and there isn't much, but contained within that was um, an actual lifting, not only of the moratorium in the next few weeks, the actual lifting of it, but also uh, the lifting of it over a large area of West Australia, much bigger than the 2%. We will now potentially have fracking across anywhere where there is gas uh, except for areas that the government has said will be out of bounds, including the southwest Peel and metro areas and a a section of the Dampier Peninsula, but we're not sure what section that will be. So, uh, yeah, we um, are even more shocked and dismayed than we were when they gave the go-ahead for fracking. Uh, They seem to have gone back on almost every one of their promises and commitments. We now have um, the government and and the EPA inviting companies from this month or from, from next month, sorry, August, from August to start submitting their applications to FRAC. Now, this is before even one single new regulation is in place. And those regulations are likely to take up to two years. And some of the more technical ones involving financial liabilities and protection for people uh, so that if companies go belly up, we have some money in the kitty. Those won't be in place till well after two years. So potentially we will see cracking companies operating without, uh, without the proper regulations that were so promised to us by the inquiry and by the government all the way through this process it's it's you know it's just uh it's flabbergastingly um outrageous and the way that humans uh, you know the way that their voters have been um treated in this whole process is, is just disgusting
1: I'm sure many of our listeners are very much flabbergasted to, you know, even just to know that the moratorium will be you know, officially lifted next month. Uh, I mean, it, since the Labor Party have, uh, you know, announced. The, the lifting of the moratorium late last year i'm sure Lock the Gate Alliance and, and many others have been very active though and, and I'm sure you're receiving a lot of feedback from communities that, that are expected to to face the brunt of fracking. What, what has been the response from from people, particularly I guess you know farmers and, and th- th- those people that are in the communities where, where fracking is going to occur?
0: People are really, really disappointed, really outraged. They they believe that they have been treated with absolute disdain by this government because we all know that we don't actually need this gas. We have our Premier going over to the eastern states saying, there's so much gas in WA, you must all come over here and use our cheap gas and set up new industries. But at the same time, he's telling the people of Western Australia, we're running out of gas. We've got to start fracking. We've got We've got... Tons of gas, you know, so much of the offshore that's been sold overseas. So, yeah, we're in this really strange position where the government really is justifying an in industry a brand-new fossil fuel industry that our scientists have warned we can't afford to have and we shouldn't have uh, at this time in history. Um, it, it's justifying this. With the with this demands of gas that doesn't actually exist in Western Australia, so we have a gas glut, but we are going to frack the life out of our agricultural regions, our cultural heritage areas. We're going to potentially put our water at risk. We're going to put human health at risk, and we're going to have a massive impact on the environment. And the reasons? Well, all that we can see is that the industry has a very loud, uh, you know, they, it has the ear of government. We have. A former uh, advisor, uh, top advisor to the Australian Petroleum Producers Association, the pro-fracking lobby. We have the former advisor uh, as a senior advisor to the government at a time when they made this decision. So it's all, about, it's all about pandering to the industry, uh, not to the people, not to the environment, not to, the, to um, intergenerational equity or food protection or water protection. So people are absolutely outraged with this. Uh, They're even talking about some of our most conservative farmers are now saying that they're going to open up their uh, properties to um, non-violent direct action training, as I heard that yesterday. So this is the sort of thing that um, the government's pushed people into a position that is really quite stupid, you know, it, it's just not listening, and so people are take, having to take actions uh, that you know previously they wouldn't have. They they've lost faith in this government, and it's um, any sense of democracy that 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 people have any rights or any say anymore.
1: Certainly, and I guess on that you know, there'll be a lot of people who would be very disillusioned, given that you know the initial decision comes after the inquiry led by. The Environmental Protection Authority, and and it's not, of course, the first time we've seen the EPA sign off on very environmentally reckless decisions. Uh, you mentioned there the potential for non-violent direct action. Of course, there is a, a strong history of in the environment movement, not just here in WA, but of course, all around Australia and all around the world of, of people taking taking direct action when when you know it's when necessary. I mean, is that something you in, envisage that, given that the government has given Given people no choice that the institutions that're supposedly there to protect our health and environment are, are seemingly failing do you do you feel that you know that people including as you said there even some of these very conservative farmers are uh, are gearing up to to take action to ensure that uh, fracking doesn't go ahead in their community
0: I think I actually think it won't come to that I think that um, that, that we won't see um, I hope this is, this is such an uneconomic industry. It makes no economic sense. There are a few people who are going to make a lot of money, but most people are going to lose money. We are going to see stranded assets. So this is an illogical, dirty, polluting industry. So there, there may be uh, people taking action, uh, taking things into their own hands, but we just can hope that the government will see sense uh, that it will actually realise the mistakes that it's done, uh, that it, it is treating its people with such disdain and that there will be, uh, you know, that, that, that there'll be a light bulb moment. That's what, I, that's what I hope, that this government actually starts to listen. It's certainly not doing that now. And, and one of the um, reasons that we're going to... Uh, we're having a big rally outside the Labor Party convention on the 24th of August in the city. Uh, is to remind Labor that the people don't want fracking. Yeah, we've seen the government um, show that it can change its mind and it's done this on issues like the crayfishing um, fiasco that, that, that was, was happening, I think, towards the end of last year. So it, it can change its mind on this issue. It can actually start to listen to the people and, and certainly if it wants to get re-elected, uh, it might pay to do that because people are... So angry and so disillusioned that they are looking to send the McGowan government a big reminder that uh, people put them in power and that people can uh, take them out of power.
1: Okay, Jane, we might leave it there as I'm running out of time. But that's fantastic. um, And also, I'll plug the so the um, do you want me to plug the Labor? Conference in August is it in late August?
0: Yes, yeah, so we're having twenty fourth so of August. Twenty
1: fourth August. Wait, so I'll we're just having... make a note of this 24th. so I can mention, mention it after. Yeah, that,
0: Saturday, twenty fourth of August. Yep. Um, it's Saturday morning. It's outside the Labor Party State Conference. Yep. In at the Perth Convention Centre at eight am. We're going. We're just welcoming delegates and standing in solidarity with the members of the. Labor Party, the rank and file who oppose fracking, yep. and the unions who oppose fracking. So it's a it's a, a show of um, defiance against the government and in support of you know those people who are working hard within the Labor Party to do something about this crazy decision.